Hey everybody, welcome to Unmasked, where we talk about real hurts and real struggles, but we offer real hope. I'm Karis, and I'm so glad to have you with us today. Um, if you are watching through TV, you can find us on Spectrum 180 or the Roku. You can also find my Coleman Television on Facebook and all the different podcast platforms out there. If you are following along with me and my journey as we talk about faith and mental health, you can find me at Karis Snyder on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. So the last few weeks, we've been talking about school, COVID, and anxiety. And I've been joined by different guests throughout the last few weeks, and I have a great friend here with me today. This is Coach Shelton, or Shelton, that many of you may call her. Uh, she is a teacher at the Coleman Middle School. She teaches eighth grade science, and she is the basketball coach for the seventh and eighth grade girls. So Coach Shelton, I know you as Lauren, so I may end up calling you Lauren. Just call me Lauren. That's perfectly fine. Thank you for uh, joining me today and talking through these real issues, you know, that we're all struggling with, that we've all gone through. And uh, I think it's important, you know, you're a mom, you're not just a teacher. And so I just really wanted to chat with you, just open and honest and just get your thoughts on everything. And so first, I just wanted to ask, when all this hit, back in March, and I know you and I talked about it a little bit, but, but what were your thoughts when all the things about coronavirus was coming out and school closed? What, what was going through your mind? Yeah, so uh, I am like an anxiety wreck all the, all the time <laughs> and an extreme germaphobe. So all this is going out and I'm literally talking to my class and I'm like, okay, first of all, you guys won't wash your hands enough as it is. And so like someone would sneeze and I'd be like, go wash your hands, I'm gonna get it, right? And like, or my head would hurt and I'd be like, I have it. Like it's, it's happening, right? Uh, but as I began to learn more, I kind of calmed down a little until it really hit here. So at first when, when we were getting out of school, our numbers weren't high, so I wasn't really too concerned. Like I still wanted my kids to be informed. We watch CNN 10 a lot in my class where it gives you like a 10 minute overview of what's happening in the world. So we were getting information on it, but at that time they didn't really know much. And so it was more like a fear factor of, what is this virus? What could it be? And so since we've known more, um, I think a lot of people maybe have relaxed a little bit. And at, at the same time, because we do now know more, a lot of people are on the flip side and they're like, oh no, like I need to wear my mask in my car and my gloves all the time and, and that kind of stuff. So at first I was just like, I'm going to get it because that's what I think all the time. I mean, it's flu season and I'm like, I am going to get the flu and I'm going to be one that gets really, really sick and it's going to be terrible, but I mean, that's, that's me because I'm a scaredy cat. Well, I get it. I mean, I do the same thing. I just, it's like we, you know, we play through those worst case scenarios and we're just, you know, think that, that that worst thing is going to happen. Um, and, and 99.9% .9 of the time it does it, but still, you know, it, it's real and it affects you in the same way when they decided to not go back to school. Did you start to think about it differently at that point? Uh, yes. And I, at, personally for me, I was glad that we didn't go back with all the uncertainties and having a one-year-old, mm -hmm. I didn't want him, I was more concerned about him and I didn't want him having to go to daycare, even though they were like, oh, it doesn't affect kids. You know, I don't have anything to worry about. I didn't want to take that chance. Like, I mean, I know that he is mine because God has gifted us with him. And ultimately he's not really mine. He's God's. And I'm just given him to raise for his glory. But at the same time, I'm like, 
a hover mom a little bit and he's only one. So I can only imagine how bad I'm going to be in like 15 years. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I felt like I, it was my job to protect him, even though I'm not the giver of life or the sustainer of life. Right. And so um, it kind of show, has shown me through this that I, ultimately his life is in, in, in God's hands. But I was, I enjoyed every second of the time we spent together because when we got out of school, he like started walking for the first time. So I got to see all that. And I probably wouldn't have got to see that had we been in school. So it was enjoying the moment given a bad situation, given a bad circumstance. So I, I, I really enjoyed being out, even though it wasn't circumstances that I would like to have been out in. And, um, you know, knowing that some of my students were not in good homes and mm. that type of thing was hard, but personally, I just try to make the most of it and enjoy the time that I got with him. I mean, I've been at home five months with him and I've loved every second. Right. So, so you were able, you're able to find the good in this now. And you brought up students yes. who are, they're not in the ideal home situation. Um, you know, they, they don't have loving parents at home with them, or they may be home by themselves over these last few months where they've kind of been put in isolation and, and separated from those who did encourage them and love on them. How do you think this has affected them over these past few months? Um, honestly, I'm scared to even answer that question. Like I had a couple of girls in my class this year that we kind of took on and took care of. My basketball team actually, like for Christmas, instead of doing something as a team together, we went and shopped for them and that kind of stuff. So over this time, the only thing really that's been in my head has been those kids that I know maybe aren't getting the proper nutrition. I mean, these kids didn't have clothes that fit and that kind of thing. And so just wondering how they are and knowing that, you know, not necessarily those kids, but other kids who have parents that work and they're sitting at home by themselves and have no supervision. You know, I, work, I wonder how that goes. And, you know, for, for a lot of kids, especially in Coleman, they've been able to hang out with their friends. You know, they've been able to have them come spend the night, go swimming, go to the lake, that type of thing, or they play a sport and they've been at practice and been around their friends. But my work is for the kids who, you know, aren't quote unquote, the popular kids yeah. who enjoy going to school. And that was a highlight of their day, their month, their year even, and they're not getting to have any social interaction and they're having to play the role of parent in a lot of cases where they have younger siblings and it's, um, and it's not fair, you know, for those kids. And so going back to school for them is going to be a huge blessing. Not only are they going to get to be around um, friends that they love, they're going to get to be around teachers and faculty and administration who also love them. And we know that they're going to get you know, nutrition that they may or may not be getting at home. Right. And like you said, they're going to get that emotional support as well. And that mental support that they haven't had over these last few months. Um, and I didn't even think about when you brought that up where some of them are having to be parents to younger siblings that never even crossed my mind. So a lot of them are going through some hard, hard things. Um, so I think just one last question as we just kind of wrap all this up here. And as I said at the beginning of the show, we do want to talk about real hurts because there are, we're all going through some hard things, but there's hope and there are ways to deal with it. There are ways to get through it, get on the other side. So for those parents, for those teenagers that may be watching today, 
what would be um, some helpful tips or some helpful advice that you would like to share with them as we get ready for a, a different way of doing school this fall? Um, first, I would say, like, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to be nervous. Like, don't fault yourself or, or think less of yourself because you are nervous because I can say that I am a nervous wreck going back. Like, there are a bunch of teachers that are like, yay, I'm so excited for school. And I'm like... <laughs> am I going to get sick probably you know like that kind of stuff but um I would say like don't beat yourself up over that um because a lot of that like Kara said earlier comes from the fear of like worrying about what could happen and those things are probably very unlikely going to happen but we get so caught up in the possibilities of the things that could go wrong that we lose sight of the things that could go right yeah. you know like the kids yeah. getting to interact with each other us getting to um interact with the students and, and share the gospel. Like I think all the time about how many kids um, see Jesus through me that may not see it anywhere else. And so going back does give me that chance uh, for that to happen as well. And I will say like, we are as a city system and I'm sure other systems are as well, doing everything that we can. You know, they are putting in hand sanitizer stations outside the rooms. We're making sure that we're washing our hands. We're trying to spread the desk as far apart as we can in a classroom. They're having to wear their mask until the end of August, that type of thing. So we are doing everything possible to make sure that your child is safe. And, uh, you know, like for me, I was a little, like for the first time in my life, I'm like kind of jealous of an elementary school teacher because they have like 25 kids to worry about and I have like 125, but we are doing the best that we can. The same precautions are in place everywhere. And so I would say, like, take a deep breath. And I, I told Karis that, like, one verse that I keep going to, and I'm sure that, like, it's one of those that people post on Facebook, but you never really think about it, is John 16, And when I say this, like, I have to tell myself this because, like, I'm scared. Like I said, I'm scared. I'm scared, too. Just not necessarily for myself, but what I could be bringing home to my family and especially, you know, my son. So, but John 16, says, these things I've spoken to, to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you may have tribulation, or you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So breaking that down, he said, these things I've spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. And you guys, like some of you may be like me. Uh, the reason that a lot of us don't have peace, and I'm speaking for myself directly, is because a lot of times, like, for answers, when we're searching for answers, when we're unsure or we're nervous, we like hop on Facebook, which is like gossip central, you know, like definitely not where you're going to find peace, right? If anything, if you weren't nervous and you get on Facebook, you now are nervous, right? Or Twitter, or if you watch the news, those places are not outlets of peace. He says, in me, you will find peace. And so if you're like me, I'm super guilty of hopping on Facebook, hopping on Twitter, trying to find answers, trying to figure out what we're going to be doing. And, and Jesus sent back like, hey, this is not new to me. I said in this world, you will have tribulations, right? So this virus didn't catch him off guard. Like it caught you off guard. It caught me off guard. Um, he knew it was going to happen. But regardless of this virus, he is still God. He is still on the throne. Um, he still knows and cares for you the same way he did before any of this chaos or panic happened. And while we don't know what the school year looks like, whether we'll be in the classroom all year, whether we'll be virtual part of the year, he does. And, uh, you know, his plans are to prosper us, not to harm us. And so no matter what, if we trust in him, we will find that peace in him, even though it doesn't look anything like we planned or like we want it to. Um, 
he will allow us to have that peace regardless of the circumstance and the situation. Yeah, I love that. And, and like you're saying, peace. We need peace. And for us to find that peace, it's not going to be through Facebook. It's not going to be through the news. It's not going to be through our friend's opinion or someone else's opinion. It's going to be through him, through the one who knows all, sees all, and, and is holding us all within his hands. So I love that. Right. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier to like my mom or something. I'm like, I wish he could just like, God could just send us a text and say like, look, you don't have to panic. This is going to happen. But where would the trust be in that? So if we're supposed to put our trust in him, our faith in him, um, it doesn't take a lot of faith to believe in something that you currently see in action, but it does take a lot of faith and take a lot of trust to, to know that he is for us and that we will get through this circumstance and this situation. Yeah. Amen to that. That's great news for us to end on that God is for us, no matter what our circumstances, God is for us. So I want to thank you, Lauren, for joining me today for yeah, sharing me. Heart. Yeah, and uh, encouraging parents and, and students out there. Um, so thank you guys for joining us on our show and we'll talk to you soon.